Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. Welcome to the Entree Architect Studio. Hi, my name is Mark Arlapage, and you are listening to Entree Architect Podcast, where every Friday, I speak with inspiring, passionate people who share their knowledge and expertise all to help you build a better business as a small firm entrepreneur architect. Entree Architect Studio is a series of special bonus episodes where I invite inspiring, passionate people to share their knowledge and information about the building products and the services to help you build better buildings. I'm glad you're here. Let's go see who's joining us today at the Entree Architect Studio. And one more quick note before we get started. This episode was recorded live at AIA Conference in Chicago at the RCAT booth under the Big Red A. So please enjoy the background noise as an added feature to this episode. Let's get to it. So who are you and what do you do? Hi, my name is Michael Savitt, and I'm the business development manager for North America for Excel Dryer, which is headquartered in East Longmeadow, Massachusetts. And we manufacture high-speed, energy-efficient hand dryers, one of which is the Accelerator hand dryer, which has been on the market now almost 20 years. So, so high-speed hand dryers. What, explain what that is. Yeah, so basically, you know, for many years, there was a conventional hand dryer. A lot of people are familiar with either the push button or yep. the automatic dryers. It took 30 to 45 seconds to dry hands, an extremely long time. Most people weren't patient to sit there that entire time and dry their hands. So fortunately, Dennis Gagnon, the owner of Excel Dryer, introduced the Accelerator hand dryer in 2001, which basically took us to number one in the world. And what that did is it made the hand dryer 
a lot faster than obviously previous generation hand dryers by taking the dry time for about 30 to 45 seconds and reducing it all the way down to roughly 8 to 10 seconds. So obviously, you know, for us too, it's all about energy efficiency. The accelerator uses 80% less energy than a conventional hand dryer. So the way we get to that energy reduction is not only cutting the dry time in half, but you're also using a lot less amps than previous generations. So is that so? Explain the technology and how it works. Is it is it heat and air? Yeah, great question. So yeah, with the accelerator, you actually have the ability to turn the heat to high, medium, lower, off. But yes, it's not only the heated airstream, but it's also a high velocity airstream that's getting all those excess water droplets off of the hands really quickly, which leaves a little bit of a residual moisture layer behind. Yeah. And then from there, in a few seconds, that slowly evaporates when you dry your hands underneath. Which is a very different way of drying hands than the old hand dryer blowers, right? That was just blowing air on your hands. Correct. You're basically just putting your hands under there for, again, an extremely long time. And even still after the fact, you often would see people wipe their hands on their pants and, hey, right. we're trying to get away from that with ours quick, fast, and efficient. Yeah. What are, what's the benefits, other than the convenience to the to the user, what's the benefits of having a high-speed hand dryer? Yeah. It, really, for us, it comes down to three things, one of which is cost savings. You know, at, at a minimum, it's a 95% cost savings versus paper towels. When you take into account the labor, the maintenance, the constant replenishing of the paper towels. So that's one thing. Hygiene, it's a very hygienic product. You know, for us right now, it's all about touchless restroom solutions, especially yeah. with what's going on with the pandemic. So that's important. And with our hand dryers, the fact that it is touchless, even for people who want what we call an added layer of protection, we do have a HEPA filtration system that was tested and proven to remove 99.999% of viruses from the airstream. So for us, you know, it's not only about properly washing your hands, it's about thoroughly drying them as well. And this is a touchless hygienic way to do that. And just the last thing too is sustainability. You know, it, for us, it's about making an environmentally friendly product. You know, we care about the environment. We live and breathe it every single day. And for us, you know, we want to ensure that companies who have a, you know, care about their carbon footprint and have a sustainability initiative that they can achieve those goals by putting our hand dryers in their facilities. So. It's very interesting what you what you talked about in terms of the quality of the air that's being blown through the system, that, that you wash your hands, and then that's a lot of touchless. Actually, I've, I've noticed that the, the convention center here doesn't have that. I found myself putting my hands under the sink, waiting for the water to come on. <laughs> it's not coming out. I hope I forgot I have to actually push the button. Yep. Uh, and, and they have the old dryer systems yep. as well. Right? So, Correct. Yeah, no, no. I, and that's thing. I feel like I've noticed that in a lot of facilities right now, maybe the hand dryers are automatic, but the sink you still have to turn on and off or the soap you have to push. So it's like, I think more and more facilities now are realizing you got to provide a full touchless experience, especially for people who are really concerned with, you know, going into a restroom environment. And yeah. Maybe, you know, concerned about what's in there. Yeah. And I never thought of the idea that the air coming out of the, blow, the dryer is also need to be clean, pure air. Because I can imagine that some of them are not so pure and clean. Well, so yeah, it's a good point. You know, so when the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of people were concerned about, you know, is it safe and hygienic to use a hand dryer? You know, is it spreading coronavirus? Which no, you know, independent third parties have shown that hand dryers are not spreading the coronavirus. But fortunately, the CDC and the World Health Organization both came out and said that paper towels and hand dryers are a hygienic, effective way to dry hands. So, you know, whether a dryer has a HEPA filtration system or not, it is still safe and hygienic. But to your point, yeah, you're right. Sometimes people are like, you know, I'm kind of concerned with the quality of the air that's coming out. Once I've washed my hands, well, I want to make sure that I'm drying them as yeah. well. Are there different models? Yeah, so for us, we have, which I already mentioned, the accelerator. 
Several years back, we introduced Accelerator Eco, which is a no-heat option, still dries hands very quickly and efficiently. And then we introduced a few years back Thin Air, which is a surface-mounted ADA-compliant hand dryer. And what that means is it does not protrude more than four inches from the wall. It's a very slim, small footprint, kind of ideal for single-use restrooms and places where space is a concern. And then what I would call now our latest and greatest, we came out with what's called the Accelerator Sync Hand Dryer, S-Y-N-C. And we partnered with a company called D13 Group to put together an integrated sink system. Yeah. Basically, it's a dryer, faucet, soap dispenser, all in one, fully customizable. And we feel it's now the safest, most hygienic and efficient way to wash and dry hands all in one place. You may have seen some of them now in your travels, maybe through the airport. Yeah, or other I facilities. have. I have seen. I didn't realize they were yours. But yes, I have seen that system. Yeah. And, and it's really interesting that it's all it's all in one thing. You like wash your hands. You know, and you use the soap and dry them all in the same place. And all that water that's coming off your hands isn't going on the floor. Exactly. Great point. And, you know, we feel it's the future of commercial restroom design, but it does solve a lot of the problems that people feel that surface mounted hand dryers have, like water getting on the wall of the floor. Well, that's solved by this, where the water and the soap goes down into the wash basin, not onto the user, not onto the sink deck. It's also aesthetically pleasing. It looks very, you know, unique and innovative. Um, and also in terms of sound, you know, people are concerned with the noise. With all of our high-speed dryers, you can adjust the speed in the sound. The owner has the ability to do that. But with the sync system, it now comes with a patent-pending sound suppression delivery system to ensure that it's a very quiet experience. So, yeah, for us, we're trying to check all the boxes yeah. with the sync system to overcome the obstacles and concerns that people often have. Yeah. How has, the, has your industry changed, and specifically your company, over the last two years with the pandemic, I'm sure that it's, it's exploded. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think more and more people, you know, are realizing that, hey, you know, while proper proper hand hygiene and proper washing is important, thoroughly drying them is just as important as well. So, yeah, you know, I think you know, early on in the pandemic, like I said, we dealt with some people who were, you know, concerned with them spreading, you know, the virus. Uh, but we've been able to overcome that. And we also spent a lot of time and effort to get in front of the CDC and the right people there to ensure that their messaging, that their language on their website, that their materials were very clear and specific with regards to hand dryers and paper towels, because some of the information was saying one thing while other information was pointing a different yeah. direction. So we just wanted to make sure that everything was streamlined. And what one big win for us was the CDC updated their literature. So for the fifth step in the drying process, it shows paper towels and an air dryer as a way to dry your hands. So for us, we definitely did get out in front of it as quickly as possible. And the other thing too, as I mentioned earlier about our HEPA filtration system and eliminating viruses from the airstream, right when the pandemic started to overwhelm here us here in the States, we worked with an independent third party called LMS Technologies to test our HEPA filtration system against a couple hundred million viruses. And that came back showing that it was proven to remove 99.999% of viruses. Yeah. So what's the future look like for, for Excel? What, you know, specifically sort of big picture, what does the, the future look like for hand dryers? Yeah. Um, and more specifically with Excel, what's, what's, what's new and what's coming down? Yeah. Line? Great question. So, um, I can't share too much right now, but we sure are sure you working. can, we can tell we are working on the next iteration of accelerator, you know, kind of excited to see what that's going to be. Do you have a timeline um, on that? Uh, we're hoping at some point next year um, to have that. And, you know, I, I think it'll be a game changer. Lasers. That's the future. <laughs> <laughs> but I look at it as a, a product that will revolutionize the industry once again, like we did with Accelerator 20 years ago, which is hard to believe. It's been about 20 some years now. But 
to your question, you know, I, I think now more and more people are conscious of providing touchless Western solutions, hand dryers being one of them. More and more companies, organizations, and facilities, you know, want to save money. They want to go green. They want to improve Western cleanliness. So I think for that, that'll continue to be important. And also, too, I mean, I think, you know, for us, we look at the future of commercial restroom design as being the integrated sink system that we talked about. You know, I think more and more people want to put, you know, a solution like that into their facility. And I think when people go into the restroom and see that or use that, they're like, wow, this is really cool. You know, this is something that's unique and different. And it's helping, you know, again, like I said, eliminate and overcome a lot of the obstacles that people feel that hand dryers have had over the years. Are there any solutions for residential work? You know, it, it comes up every once in a while. And I know over the years, some people have bought accelerators right. you know, with a custom cover, like maybe put a picture yep. of their family or their favorite team on there. Um, and that, you know, it's kind of for like a man cave or, right. or somewhere else. But, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd say if anything for a residential environment, it probably would be the sink system just because people can customize yeah. it. They can use different materials. Great for a pool so, house. Yeah, there you go. Yep, absolutely. Yep. So yep. I think th- there's a lot of potential. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and the other thing, too, is, you know, so many facilities out there still use paper towels. Yeah. And I think, you know, as again, as you know, more and more people focus on the environment and cost savings and hygiene and whatnot that they're thinking that, hey, this is a change that I can make that will not only benefit me and my organization, but will benefit the overall world. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to share before we wrap things up? You no, know, I, I just want to thank you you know, for yeah. having me on this You're podcast. I appreciate you guys you know, giving us the opportunity to let you know what's going on with our product line. And you know, certainly Excel Dryer has been a great company to work for. Um, been here almost 10 years and kind of excited to see what the future holds and you know definitely love to join you guys again when we do have the next yeah, iteration definitely. of accelerator reach out you know, yeah, yeah. I would, I'd would love like to, to share that with you and the rest of the community so they know that hey there's something else out there that can benefit them and their clients yeah. if you liked this episode of the Entre Architect podcast please share a rating on your podcast player right now go ahead click five stars Then write a review and share a link to this special episode with a friend. This episode of the Entree Architect Studio, it was brought to you by RCAT, the online resource delivering quality building material information, CAD details, BIM, specifications, and so much more, all for free at RCAT.com. Go check them out, A-R-C-A-T.com. Entree Architect is a member of Gable Media, the largest, most engaged podcast network in the world that's dedicated exclusively to the AEC industry. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. If you offer building products or serve the AEC industry and you want to join me here at the Entree Architect studio, let's connect. Send me an email at podcast at entrearchitect.com. That's podcast at entrearchitect.com. Thanks for listening to this special episode here at the Entree Architect Studio. I'll be back with our next regular episode of the Entree Architect podcast this Friday. Until then, love, learn, and share what you know. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. 
where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that (laughs) then, you know, in your head, you've rooted like, oh, I'm connected to these people, like long term. The process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges, demanding meticulous planning, flawless execution, and unyielding resilience. I kind of hate the term because it's so overly used, but I think everybody knows imposter syndrome. And I think it's it's so real to this day. I, I, I don't know if it's with everybody, but with me, I'm always questioning like, us, can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh the one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast, it's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was, it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is gonna be a priority. When the job is done, we're gonna actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like, that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.